Hey, Liz. Hey, Kat. Hey, Kat, what would be almost as fun as recording a podcast together? Well, I think it's almost even more fun, but I guess that's debatable. (laughs) Doing one-on-one coaching with you, Liz. Co-coaching together has been one of my favorite aspects of doing this podcast with you. Totally. So guess what? We're going to do it. We are going to offer career coaching sessions to our listeners, but not have it be recorded. So we're going to offer one-on-one sessions at a really good deal. And we started the podcast with the goal of helping people who are stuck with something career-related. And if we can help through the podcast, that's awesome. But if one-on-one coaching is more someone's speed. So we have decided to offer a intro special. Yes, we have an introductory special of $100 an hour, which if you're a big math whiz like me is less than either of us would charge individually. So you are saving over 50% and you get two for less than the price of one, which is awesome. And in this kind of session, you don't have to worry about your boss hearing it or your friend hearing it or anything else. It's absolutely confidential, Mm -hmm. just like any Mm -hmm. career coaching session, but you get the Liz and Cat experience in a one-on-one session for $100. So if this sounds interesting to you, shoot us an email at realjobtalk at gmail.com and we'll be happy to schedule a call and do some one-on-one work with you. Can't wait. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Real Job Talk, the podcast about jobs, careers, and what's not said at the water cooler. I'm Kat Royer. And I'm Liz Bronson. Hey, Liz. Hello, Kat. So today we are going to delve into the topic of leadership with our guest, Jennifer Mackin. Jennifer is the CEO of not one, but two consulting companies, the author of the book, Leaders Deserve Better, A Leadership Development Revolution. And Jennifer has built her career around coaching and training managers to be leaders. And she joins us today to help us to coach our listeners into being better leaders and looking for leadership. Welcome, Jennifer. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. It's great to be here with other people specialists. And uh, (laughs) one thing I've learned about myself is that I'm really a change agent Mm -hmm. and at heart. And, you know, status quo is just really not an option for me. And I also believe that leadership development is a lifelong journey. Really, any development for anybody is a lifelong journey. So I've dedicated my career to helping people, helping businesses, which then, you know, ultimately help communities reach their best. And so this combination of loving change and loving this industry that I'm in and Hmm. and the way that I can help companies develop. I've I've just been in this a very long time. (laughs) And so now that uh, change is accelerating, you know, I'm fortunate that I find it really stimulating when some people can be flat-footed by it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, development is needed more than ever. And so I'm very fortunate that the book came out when it did Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was fortunate when the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. when the book was coming out and canceled all of our speaking engagements and things. But it was fortunate because this is a, a really good time for people to think about development of, of people and how we can reach our people in a different way than ever before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a little bit about, about me. Well, welcome. We're super excited to have you on the show today. Thank you. And it's so interesting that you say that because it's like, everyone kind of went home and had 
a lot going on and this year has been loony, but it also like, there's been some quiet where we've had to rethink, like, Mm -hmm. because we all, not one person out there didn't change their routine. So you had to think about how you're doing your job and often do it in a different way based on necessity. And so it, almost force leaders to reflect and realize what they needed to do. So that's kind of interesting how it became a, an opportunity for you. It did. It did. And not an easy one. You know, we were at both of our organizations that I'm a part of, we were doing everything face-to-face. I mean, almost a hundred percent. Wow. And then within less than a month, we were a hundred percent virtual. That, that, even though I love change, was not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And we all have our limit. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's been difficult for everyone. And yet I, I am very thankful for it uh, and on the other side because it really helps us grow and develop and learn new things mm-hmm. that we never would have for if sure. it hadn't happened. So mm-hmm. looking on the bright side. Yeah. Absolutely. So leadership is such a huge topic. And, and just so that we all have the same language for this conversation, what does leadership mean to you? Ah, that is a big question. <laughs> and I know I've heard you guys both say that everyone's a leader. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true, that we can all be leaders. In my context, I am talking about people that lead other people mm-hmm. or people that lead other leaders or lead a function or even a whole business enterprise. Mm-hmm. So that's how I would define it as, and I would define it as, Leaders are people whose first and foremost job is to develop others, Ah. which Mm -hmm. isn't always the case. You don't even Mm -hmm. see that in most job descriptions of leaders. Right. It's mostly the functional pieces that they're dealing with, whether it's accounting or sales or whatever it is. That's my definition. So yours is a person in management that is responsible for others versus the person who like everyone always listens to that person, even though they're an individual contributor kind of thing. I would call them more influencers. And I think mm. it's just semantics. Yeah. So, you know, but there are different ways you can grow and, and develop within an organization in particular, which is who I deal with versus a family unit or something, you know, and <laughs> yeah. So everyone has the ability to move up, so to speak, and mm-hmm. grow in their roles, whether you're an influencer and more of a specialist or you are a leader and you have responsibility for other people. Mm-hmm. Cool. That makes yeah. sense. Does that work for you, that definition? Absolutely. We can work with that, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Most of the leaders we work with are leading others too. Mm -hmm. But we always bring it back to leadership does start with how we lead our own lives too. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a good point, right? You can't be a good leader without that. That plays into how you lead others, right? Sure. So what do you think has caused the need for a leadership revolution? Well, having been in this business a long time, having made a lot of mistakes along the way too, so... I can say I I feel like I have a solution for the problem of leaders not being ready, but I say that in a humble way of Mm -hmm. learning from my mistakes as well as seeing other businesses fail in this area. And, you know, there are billions of dollars spent every year on leadership development. The senior leadership team, almost all of them put it in their top five for sure, if not their top three, when you look at different studies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Spending billions of dollars, they believe in it, it's important to them, but yet the majority would say that what they have in place today isn't working. Mm -hmm. And I would say the leaders that I am across, I don't know about you guys, would say they're not ready for either what they're doing today or what they 
want to do in the future Mm -hmm. are getting pushed to do because of necessity. So we've got to come up with a different approach. It's not working Mm -hmm. the way we're doing it today. That leads me perfectly into my next question. (laughs) What do you think is missing in today's management, coaching, training, education that causes people to struggle with leadership? I think it's less about the topics that Mm -hmm. we help leaders to understand to be better in their job. So I believe that we need to teach them to be better coaches. We need Mm -hmm. to teach them how to manage performance. But the problem is more with the C-suite. So you think about them not taking accountability, holding themselves accountable for the development of their people as a whole, but Mm -hmm. especially leaders. Mm -hmm. And so the more that they're involved, the more likely there's going to be success. So there's a few areas in particular that I'd love to share with you that kind of tie that together. Mm -hmm. The first one is that if leaders, uh, senior teams are involved, the HR strategy will then be tied together with the business strategy. Mm -hmm. And you and I know, we we all know that that that's critical Mm -hmm. so that the people learning see the tie with their learning to where the company's going. The senior team sees that and puts more resources there. Mm -hmm. The learning and development HR team will build something that's appropriate for that future state of the business. So that's really key. We need to make sure that leaders of other leaders are the ones driving this as well. So not just the senior team, but that Mm -hmm. they're daily, there's this environment of learning and they're going Mm -hmm. back to the people that are learning these skills and helping them to put it in play, to practice and get better with this. And so then the third thing is practice and reinforcement. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know how many times we all have read a book or gone to a lecture and then, but without coming back and trying it, practicing it, measuring how do we do, try something again, it's not going to work. So that's missing is the practice reinforcement. And lastly, the hardest part is in this today's world of more remote working is I think some of it has to be face-to-face. And luckily, (laughs) (laughs) luckily Zoom is making it a little easier. I mean, Mm -hmm. I consider what we're doing today face to face i can mm-hmm. see you we can mm-hmm. interact um but but not just face to face but having interaction with our peers mm-hmm. with like problems trying to deal with some of the same things is really important for learning to stick so mm-hmm. when i think about a revolution i think about what needs to be changed those are the key mm-hmm. pieces well, I think it's so interesting because leading and managing are two different things, but in order to really be a leader and thinking about development. So I think so many of our leaders think about tasks like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm a CEO. My finance person's got my finance. My salesperson has my sales. My marketing person has my marketing, but they're not thinking about development. They're thinking about task completion and checking the box and sometimes delegation. And I do think a good leader delegates, Mm -hmm. but they're not thinking growth, succession, challenge. Like, is my CFO challenged in their CFO job? Are they getting what they need? Do they have the resources they need to get their job done? But are they also able to grow in the position and get new challenges and other things? Yeah. And that's like next level. That's right. But that's also why people leave companies. Absolutely. That's a really good point. And, you know, I was just talking to a couple of different businesses this past week about they're so numbers focused. One Mm -hmm. was a sales organization, and that's so easy to measure is how do we do revenue wise or how do we do with numbers of calls or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And the leader tends to focus on those things with their team Mm -hmm. as opposed to how are you doing? What do you need to know to be better at getting those numbers instead of just Mm -hmm. saying, 
okay, we need you to make 10% more calls today or whatever it is. It's, it's really getting into what are the, what are the skills behind that? Right. And really wanting to learn, wanting to help them learn. Totally. And what have you learned recently? That's, that's a question that can really open things up. And can you teach it to the rest of the team? Oh, that's so even that better. Mm-hmm. We all learn. So mm-hmm. Kat learned this thing. She had a customer call. It went mm-hmm. goofy, but then she brought it back. She learned this awesome thing. Did she tell everybody else so that now right. we all have this shared awesome knowledge that Kat found? No, probably not. No, we're so busy. Especially mm-hmm. virtually. Mm-hmm. That's really a good point that that's that we're going to lose some of that if we're not mm-hmm. intentional mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. doing that. And that could help us make those metrics better. Right. That's the whole key is, mm-hmm. <laughs> is seeing having leaders see that all of this is to help our people be more effective, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then they're going to be happier. Mm-hmm. And so it all just kind of comes together. So Jennifer, if someone comes to you and says like, I want to be a leader, what do I do? How do you coach them? How do you help them decide if true leadership, meaning people management and organizational management is for them? Like, what do you say? What's the first thing you say to someone who's like, lead me up, you know, get me ready? Well, I would say gain some (laughs) self-understanding first. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to be working a little while or living a while before you know those things about yourself, but there are also tools out there that can help with that self-awareness. So I think Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of looking at who are you, what are you driven by, what do you Mm -hmm. love doing, Mm -hmm. then understanding what do different roles require of you because just saying leadership broadly could mean lots of different things. I believe there are lots of different types of leaders that are effective, mm-hmm. lots of different types of companies and roles to play. So I'd say if you want to be a leader, understand that that the foundation of that and the commonalities of that is wanting to grow others, not just wanting to win yourself, which mm-hmm. often right. People who are leaders are really driven and and successful themselves, and so they get into leadership. So I think I would say, first, know yourself. Second, know what that means to be a leader for the different roles and kind of the interests you have, Mm -hmm. and then determine what fits me. And then lastly, well, not even lastly, there's so Mm -hmm. many pieces to Mm -hmm. it. But then after understanding the roles that are possible, create a development plan for yourself of what do you want to work on? What are some even just two to three things that you want to improve upon to get to that next career stage for you and get some help and resources around you? Mm-hmm. What do you think? I, I agree completely with what you just said, especially about being introspective and creating a development plan for yourself, mm-hmm. whether or not your company facilitates that process. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't most of the time, right? Most of, the, most of them don't. I mean, some wonderful companies do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they have the resources to do that and it's in place, but most of them don't. Right. And I encounter people who are waiting for the companies to do that and that may never happen. So we have to take yeah. our careers. We have to be the drivers of our own careers. Mm-hmm. We can get mentors. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we can put our own development plan together. Mm-hmm. We can actually go back and ask the person that I work with most closely, how could I 
get some support for this. This is what I'm looking to do. This is what mm-hmm. I want to improve upon. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine somebody coming to me and saying that and me not wanting to help them. Yeah. Because I think some leaders just don't know that's their job. They don't know what to do to help other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you can be the, the, the person that comes and asks for help, we don't see that very often. So I would say that's one way of driving your own career. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's such a good point because... I don't know many, there are some awful managers out there. So let's throw those Mm -hmm. to the side, but I don't know any managers that if someone on their team said, Hey, I really want to go from here to there. I really want to learn this. How do I do it? That they won't respond. They may not preemptively say, Hey, would you be wanting to do this to better your career or whatever? But if you come to them with a place you want to go and asking for guidance. I don't know many managers that would push you away or look down on that. So Mm -hmm. if you're owning your career, you're owning your development, but you can always ask for help. That's Mm -hmm. right. And if you don't know what you need, which I find also happens, Mm -hmm. even if they want to be proactive and come and get help, they might not know what's next. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something else you can ask for is what have other mm-hmm. people done in my role? <laughs> Where have they gone next? What have mm-hmm. they learned? You know, who else should I talk to? Mm-hmm. And ask enough questions to get your leader to help you build your totally. development plan. Or, what do you see for someone with my skill set? Or, mm-hmm. you know, what would you recommend me looking at for mm-hmm. next steps? You know, mm-hmm. I would say, Kat, I'll speak for you, but we've had career coaching people that they come to us kind of clueless, like, I'm not sure where to go. And we help Mm -hmm. brainstorm different roles or or adjacent careers that they could explore and what they would need to get there. Right. I think it's about knowing what the possibilities are. And when you're Mm -hmm. in a role, one role or with one company for a period of time, I mean, you just can't know. It's about exposure. So Mm -hmm. getting to other people who've had exposure will Mm -hmm. give you some of that understanding. Mm -hmm. And also being willing to ask for feedback from people Mm -hmm. that you work with. I think is really important. Not every company has a feedback program in place Mm -hmm. and not everyone, even in a leadership role, knows how to really give good feedback. There's, I don't know about you, Jennifer, but I come across leaders that if something gets uncomfortable, instead of diving into it, they may want to avoid that. So Mm -hmm. I spend, I spend a lot of my time trying to directly address, let's, you know, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's Mm -hmm. really figure out how we can constructively give this person the feedback so that they can be successful. Right. Right. And along those lines, if you're a leader asking for feedback, it's really tough for your direct Mm -hmm. reports or even peers sometimes to give Mm -hmm. you that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to ask not just up for Mm -hmm. feedback, but around you and often. And then the way you take that feedback will either enable or, or not people to continue to give you that Mm -hmm. feedback. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm constantly asking clients or my team, you know, anyone, you know, how do I get better at this? This is Mm -hmm. something I'm, I really, you know, I, I know that I have a ways to go. So, but if you ask often, then people will realize you're, you really want to hear it and it's not going to harm your relationship with them any. Well, and if you, as the leader are asking for it, then that makes a culture where the people who work for you can ask for it without being afraid of penalties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It makes it okay. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. You don't want people to be afraid to give you feedback. So how you receive that feedback is everything. (laughs) Right. And Kat, you were talking about the environment and the culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, it all starts from the top, kind of Mm -hmm. where I started was they're doing it. 
Mm-hmm. And then the next layer and the next layer, mm-hmm. it makes it much easier. It's just a learning environment. That's mm-hmm. a true learning environment is mm-hmm. when you're asking the questions and you're o- open to people learning things, even outside of what their job requires. Mm-hmm. Let's help us all be better people yes. and then we'll be a better company. Yes. And a better Seems world simple. eventually, right? <laughs> if, we, if we've got better people and better companies, it's going to you know ripple right. out. Which That's is, what gets me excited. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. So let's talk about competencies, leadership competencies. What do you see in the best leaders that you work with? Are there themes? Are there uh, similarities? Well, as I would say that it depends on the level of leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there are some commonalities to people at certain levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, I don't think there are just certain competencies that everybody mm-hmm. needs to have mm-hmm. outside of some of those integrity type, mm-hmm. loyal mm-hmm dedicated kinds of things, but, you know, kind of throw those outliers out that aren't, and let's Mm -hmm. stick with the, you know, people that we, we know have best intentions. Mm -hmm. So the higher up, I think a leader goes, the more strategic, visionary, thinking differently, just like through these changes, absorbing outside data, making sense of it and shifting accordingly, but then also being able to drive the strategy through your team, helping each individual that reports to you understand their piece in it, get them excited about their piece in it. And if that cascades throughout, then I think we're going to execute the plan. And I think that's what leaders number one job is, is to help execute the company's plan through Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And so that to me is one of the most common things is Having an ability to care about your people, care about the business, and tie those together, and then execute on what the organization needs and what your people need. Mm -hmm. So it's both knowing both. That's why I always say it's kind of a puzzle and being able to Mm -hmm. fit all those pieces together to make sure that, because everybody's different. And that's mm-hmm. the hardest part. One size does not fit all. No. So I think really strong leaders as a whole will seek to understand their people mm-hmm. and adjust their approach or style accordingly to mm-hmm. what they need. Um, and then every role might have different competencies or every mm-hmm. level might have different competencies that you could add on. There's some foundational pieces and then mm-hmm. things you would add on is how I would put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So true. But not to be the negative Nelly in the room, but there are leaders out there, believe it or not, who don't de- who don't demonstrate these competencies. And like, if you're talking to someone who's looking at a job or looking at a company, like what are some of the red flags that you would say to look out for if they're evaluating the leadership to see if this is a people-focused, you know, mm driven organization that wants to help its people succeed for its own success, et cetera. Like what are the red flags? So if out you're there? a person looking to mm-hmm. join a company yep. that mm-hmm. is people focused, what 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 do they look for? Mm-hmm. So if I were to go out and look for something new yep. and I wanted to work for an organization like that, I would say I would ask a lot of questions about the expectations of leaders. So if you think about is the job description that I'm even looking at and I'm being at considered for, does it have those components about people? Mm-hmm. Is compensation tied to some of those things? That would be the ultimate measure, mm-hmm. right? As if mm-hmm. we're not just compensated based on the numbers or the function, but, mm-hmm. but on are people ready for that next stage? It's the succession piece and just how much, what percentage of their 
time is spent mm-hmm. and and what work do they value at different levels and see if they can even answer some of those questions. And if it has to do with people, when I'm looking for an employee for leadership or for that are people focused, I'm looking for less I and more we and, mm-hmm. and more about people than the numbers. And mm-hmm. that'll give you a good sense of it. But I don't know, it's hard. It's hard without being in the middle of it. But there's also a feel when you're around them. You can just Mm -hmm. sense it. And I know that's not very helpful (laughs) if people don't sense it. But it's if you feel that it's a rushed interview, rushed process, curt, you know, whatever, you know, just pay attention to those. I think that Mm -hmm. that's telling. And I also think that as leaders develop, because a lot of companies, you know, the leader may be a first time leader Mm -hmm. or especially, you know, I work with startups and they're often learning as they go, but it's like their intentions. Like if you can tell that they do care or they want to do the right thing, but maybe they forget how to, or don't think that way because they're product driven or whatever it is. You can get that feel. Like you said, are they listening to you? Are they rushing Mm -hmm. the interview? Do they care about your questions? Mm -hmm. Do they want to learn about you? It's like intentionality goes so far. It does. It does. Because as I said at the beginning, it's a journey. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I hope we have a lot more to learn or or it's just going to be boring. But, yep. but, you know, and we're all along the spectrum, you know, yep. and sure. we have to adapt given what mm-hmm. hits us mm-hmm. on a daily basis right now. And so we're going to be effective sometimes and not so much the other. And I think it's important for leaders to be able to say, I don't know what I'm doing sometimes, yep. mm-hmm. or I'm sorry. That's yes. another one you could yes. use <laughs> occasionally because mm-hmm. we all are going to make mistakes. And that's the hardest part. And what I think mm-hmm. people are changing now, the vulnerability piece that we all talk mm-hmm. about. But I think mm-hmm. that's what it is, is being able to address yourself, you know, and show that you can make mistakes, mm-hmm. tell others that you're there for them personally, because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. changing a lot. Yep. Then yep. leaders are going to be more approachable, more personable, and people are going to want to work for them. Mm-hmm. So whether or not they're product focused, or maybe a little bit more abrupt, if they've got those other pieces, and those people feel cared about, mm-hmm. they'll stay. Yep. They'll stay. Yep. And if they don't, they'll leave. That's or right. leave. Like, that's right. the, the number one reason why Simple. people leave is because mm-hmm. of their, their managers or leadership. But I think that when, when managers and leaders can show up to every situation with as much presence as they have, right, to be really present, that makes people feel seen and heard and can go very far. I mean, Liz talks about one of the leaders she works with who really does a good job of that. And he's able to really, I think he gets a lot of grace in the process mm-hmm. because because he cares about his people, even though he's not perfect, right? Who is? Right. But because he's coming at it and when you talk to him, <laughs> you feel like you're the only person in the room, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. that's something that, you know, takes practice. But when you can be there present for the conversation, mm-hmm. people people respond. They feel yeah. it. Mm-hmm. For sure. They really do. They do. And, and just to start off a conversation with, how are you? Mm-hmm. or bringing up something they mentioned last time. Yes. And that can be a skill developed because some people didn't learn that somehow, that we just <laughs> have an exchange at first mm-hmm. before we get dive into the work stuff. But then over time, it's just part of how you do things. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's being real, um, asking about them. I was talking about women in the workplace and how difficult this is because a lot of more women are leaving 
the workforce now than ever before, or for a long time anyway. And so we've got to be asking every person, but certainly every woman that's struggling or, you know, has lots of other responsibilities, how they're Mm -hmm. doing and what we can do to improve um, how they're working. Well, yeah, it's understanding, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, a year ago, I may not have had a first grader and a third grader at home learning on Zoom, and now I do. And my partner and I are juggling it, but it is not easy. And Mm -hmm. like, to expect me to have the exact same productivity is just not going to happen without me never sleeping. So understanding what you're living with. Okay. Your people are living with and realizing we're in this global pandemic and everything is topsy-turvy and everyone's trying. Mm-hmm. It helps. It is. Giving people grace. I like yeah. that word. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's really important. Um, and also, it's just really tough, but you've got to continually think about wellness for mm-hmm. your employees and accountability and yes. outcome. Mm-hmm. And we've all had weeks where we're not very productive and the outcome's not, and other weeks where we just are on and just knowing that, that you've got a person who's committed, who wants to be there. Mm -hmm. Let's just weather through some of those weeks that we're less on um, Mm -hmm. because then someone's going to give hundred percent, you know, as much as they can, because they know that you're giving them that grace. Mm -hmm. Really important. And maybe someone needs to be 50% time right now because they just can't. And that's cool. Like the leader who sees that and gets it and is okay with it versus the leaders like full time or nothing. Like, again, it'll pay back in spades later. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. So to change tactics a titch, you wrote an article for Culprit about setting yourself apart. And I'd love to hear how you coach people on setting themselves apart without being the office suck up. Setting yourself apart. Yeah. Like to to position yourself for leadership. But, you know, there's always the person in the group where everyone's like, oh my God, (laughs) they're always answering Uh and they're such a suck up, you know, that Uh person. Gotcha. Thank you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We all know one of those. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I think to not look that way is to not make it so visible all the time to other people or to try and make yourself look better than mm-hmm. other people because there are lots and lots of opportunities <laughs> and we're not going to be appropriate for all of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. So let's allow others some room. So I think that's how you keep <laughs> from looking like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it's kind of goes back to our conversation about taking charge of your career mm-hmm. and your development but really documenting what your successes have been because we all forget. I mean, we move on to the next thing. We don't think back to what what have we accomplished? So recognizing your accomplishments and making sure that your leader knows those, thinking and talking to them about your next steps and consistently having a plan to work toward that and improve Mm -hmm. yourself, there is no way you're not going to move up or be more successful in whatever way that is for you Mm -hmm. if you do those things. So getting a mentor is another really big helper to reaching your potential and getting where you want to go and driving your own career because they don't have skin in it really Mm -hmm. all the time and can help you with understanding what that next stage might look like. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to like the mentor thing. How yeah. do you, sometimes 
a mentor is sort of built in, right? You get hired, there's this obvious person, maybe it's a small department or something. How do you choose a mentor versus deal with a predetermined mentor? Yeah, you know, I want to give people options for mentors without, (laughs) you know, mandating it. But if it's mandated, then Mm -hmm. I think you use that individual as it works for you Mm -hmm. or doesn't. Yeah. Keeping interaction going and having conversations, but divulging as much as you are comfortable with or not, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with somebody you're less comfortable with, just don't go as deep with, Mm -hmm. but just maybe understand the company and their perspective, regardless of who they are and the fit you think they are. But then I would say go in external in that case to finding a mentor that's not within the organization that Mm. really hits upon those things that you want out of a mentor. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very personalized. Yeah. I think that's such a good point because when it's pre- determined for you, it can be really awkward at first. Mm-hmm. And those companies are are trying. If they have yeah. that in place, they're trying. And totally. that's the good news. Yeah. <laughs> they they want to provide some resources. Mm-hmm. The person that they have mentoring probably signed up for it mm-hmm. and they want to help other people. So if those intentions are where they we think they are, mm-hmm. it can work. To your yeah. point, mm-hmm. it might take a little time, but maybe they know something we don't. Mm-hmm. about how that person could help. And, and so the new, new person coming in could give them a shot. Just mm-hmm. again, you know, share what you want and go as deep as you want until you're comfortable. Well, and kind of test it out, right? To see, like, mm-hmm. can I trust? Like, it, it's not mm-hmm. going to be automatic besties, like doing everything <laughs> sure. together. It right. might start slowly. And then over time, you're like, okay, no, this person's looking out for me. Or, ooh, this person is not looking out for me. Yeah. <laughs> and so you get you gauge your relationship and go deeper depending on what you find out as That's you right. get to know them. Well, to- and then if you can take the tact of asking a lot of questions mm-hmm. instead of worrying about talking about yourself, you know, ask a lot of questions of the person mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. might know something that's helpful and could give you some guidance on that. And, yeah. you know, we did this mentoring program once with a hospital system and it was for nurses because mm-hmm. It was really hard to get nurses with the right, you know, enough of them because there's just not as many out there and keep them and help them be engaged. And it's a tough job on top of that. So they created this mentor program and and we help the mentors with how to be effective mentors. But then we also used a behavioral assessment to look at the different types of mentors, people that had chosen to be mentors, and they were all over the board. Mm -hmm. And then you've got all over the board types of people coming in as the new nurses. So how do you pair them up properly? And companies could be more intentional about that so that there is a better fit from the beginning, Mm -hmm. or at least share that information between the mentor mentee. So they kind of know and don't take it personally if Mm -hmm. someone is just different from them. Mm -hmm. And so I think highlighting differences in a mentor mentee relationship is helpful and, and gets them going faster Mm -hmm. together. Yep. A hundred percent. And I think the mentee, it's helpful when they're, when they're proactive too, when they have the intention to get the most out of the Mm -hmm. relationship that they Mm -hmm. can, as opposed to waiting for the mentee to kind of carry them along. One of my clients has a 
has a nice mentorship program where the the mentee chooses one of the senior leaders of the company to be a mentor. Mm -hmm. And the relationships that I see that are most successful are the ones where the mentee really, you know, really takes the advice, really takes Mm -hmm. the feedback in and is proactive with their mentor as as opposed to being more passive, which Mm -hmm. is a trait that would benefit people in their career generally, right? Agreed. And I think most people most who come in, especially new to an organization or maybe even new to a career are going to be tentative Mm -hmm. and less self-assured. And if Mm -hmm. that's the case, they are going to be less likely to take charge of that Mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's making sure those come in, understand that that that's okay Mm -hmm. and is an expectation so that it more likely work. And I think Mm -hmm. that those are some barriers to what you're saying, mm-hmm. I, I agree wholeheartedly with that they, they should and can't, if they do, they're going to get a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. But, and if they don't, it may just kind of go by the wayside because mm-hmm. nobody's driving it. Right. Somebody needs to drive it. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. if both are driving, like the mentee is like, Hey mentor, I have a question or reaching out, you know, and it can be like on Slack or it doesn't have to be a formal meeting, mm-hmm. but also right. if the mentor is like, Hey mentee, come into this meeting with me. I want you mm-hmm. to observe. Like, so then you've then got a two way street where both are participating and that's mentorship nirvana. Love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love that. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it. positioning it that way, but yeah, that's a great example of how it would be pretty seamless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but where both are invested the mentor is invested in building their leadership skills and development skills. And the mentee is invested in sucking that, <laughs> you know, getting that. Right. And maybe even giving back a little bit. I yeah. mean, people are mentoring because they want to mm-hmm. learn and grow themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so even just having some exchanges that have nothing to do with the job itself mm-hmm. is a beneficial and rewarding. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. Question for you around leaders that you've seen during this pandemic. What are some of the traits that you've seen of some of the stronger leaders that have kind of popped up during this super challenging year? Yeah, I have asked that question of a lot of leaders, what they're seeing, but also what I'm observing. And and I think there's a few things. One would be increasing the communication. Mm -hmm. So no matter what type of leader you are or who you lead, more communication has been required just because of the change And because of the remote nature of our work, Mm -hmm. certainty, all of that, communication can really solve a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. So increasing it, making it personal, like we were talking about, asking people what they need one-on-one, talking in a team about how they're continuing to gel and form bonds as a team is really helpful. Mm -hmm. And then I would say the other common thing I see of really successful leaders is when this change is happening, uh, is to really look out to what's happening in the world. What are some things I need to get the pulse of consistently? For example, what, how buyer, which your buyers or your customers, mm-hmm. how they're changing or reacting, and then mm-hmm. taking in information about the vaccine or whatever it is and yeah. saying, okay, how's this going to affect my world? How's this going to affect my people? And then addressing that with everyone mm-hmm. saying, here's what I'm learning. Here's how this affects our business. And then keep going back to the mission and the vision and values of your company and help people tie all that change to that because Mm -hmm. that's what bonds you. Mm -hmm. That's what people signed up for and they can get excited about. And so if we could get them back to that, I see the leaders that are are doing that are most successful. Mm -hmm. Great. 
What have you seen? Well, I saw this tweet. It was going viral and it was like this manager went to his team and said, all right, these are our challenges. This is what's happening. And everyone on the team decided we're going to all take a 20% pay cut. We're going to do this. And they ramped up productivity and, you know, achieved business nirvana, you know, versus the ones that keep it to themselves and are doing riffs. It's like, here's the challenge we're faced mm-hmm. right now. How are we going to do this and getting their people involved in the conversation? Mm-hmm. And then it's an all hands on deck. I'm versus... really glad you mentioned that because what I think happened early on in mm-hmm. March, April of 2020 was responding quickly, making mm-hmm. decisions, communicating that mm-hmm. and moving forward fast. Yep. There's not a lot of time for this back and forth. Yeah. Getting then, virtual, right? That was a big, a big challenge for most companies. Right, exactly. And then then moving later on, it was the successful ones were having more of a back and forth mm-hmm. that it shifted. And that's where a lot of leaders didn't shift. It's so natural for a lot of leaders to be directive mm-hmm. in one way with their comments and um, decisions, frankly. Mm-hmm. And then the, everybody else is saying, well, I wish they'd asked me because mm-hmm. I'm seeing something else and yeah. I would have suggested this or that mm-hmm. and they miss out. So to your point, that exchange of here's what I'm hearing. Well, here's what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. I think we should look into this and then pros and cons. And then you're talking through it and then you come up with something. And then the leader is one to say, okay, here's what I'm hearing. Here's how, mm-hmm. here's what we decided. Here's how we're moving forward. What do you need? You know, it's more of that facilitation Yes, where that, that skill is missing from a lot of leaders. Mm-hmm. Just and, not naturally had to do that in the past. And there's one thing to be like, all right, you know, we're going virtual. Like that decision didn't need to be an open forum decision. Right. It had to happen Correct. and done. But once that safety decision, which is really what it was, was made, then opening up, okay, how are we going to keep this going? How are we going to make sure our customers get what they want? How are we going to make sure our people get what they Uh want, et cetera? That can be more open conversation. Like a leader, I feel like, knows when they have to make yes, no, whatever it is, decision. And then they have to make sure that their team is on board and able to move forward with that decision. Right. And that everyone understands Mm -hmm. how that affects them. Right. Mm -hmm. And what resources they might have to make some changes happen. So even simply, you know, not everyone had computers, for example. Right, right? exactly. And just thinking through Mm -hmm. or even asking a question, what would you need to be able to work from home? Mm -hmm. One one, um, company I worked with recently, they just said, here's $1,000 per person Mm -hmm. for you to do whatever you need with that Mm -hmm. to be effective at home. And they gave the example of someone using it to buy videos for their kids because Mm -hmm. I need them to be occupied Mm -hmm. regardless of whether you like videos and kids being in front of the TV. Sometimes we just got to do what we got to do. So they were fine with them spending hundreds of dollars on a PlayStation or whatever it is. So I love that example Mm -hmm. of flexibility and how you're adapting and helping your team members adapt to right. fit working from home. Right. And trusting them to make the decision, right? Mm-hmm. That they know what they mm-hmm. need most um, yeah. is is enabling and empowering them. Exactly, right. I, Which, I love that, Kat, because it's like, all right, is this person going to sit there and be like, all right, I've got to buy video. i got to buy a PlayStation for the kids. To keep, I'm never telling the employer that I use a thousand bucks for that. Mm-hmm. Like, do they feel that way? Or do they feel like, yep, I bought 
you know, I'm going to share this with others because yes. this might help them. <laughs> I got, we only had one iPad. I've got three kids. Now we have three iPads. Moving on. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like exactly. That's that's real. And mm-hmm. if you can't share that because you think it, you'll have consequences, or you can share that because you're doing what you got to do, is the is, that's a leadership difference. Mm-hmm. That's right, and that's an example of what you could be looking for when go, trying to go to another organization that cares mm-hmm. about people. Mm-hmm. You know, what did you change in order for people to work differently? Mm-hmm. And if that's there's, oh no, we, mm-hmm. I have several examples where they said, you're going to be in the office every day. Doesn't matter how many COVID cases we have in the building. Mm-hmm. You're there from eight to five, you know, and that's just, I don't think that's going to work anywhere mm-hmm. um, very well, or you're mm-hmm. not going to get necessarily the top people to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so true. Well, I want to say thank you so much. We could talk to you forever, but, you know, we try to keep our podcast to a certain amount of time. <laughs> yes, um, we don't want is, people snoozing. No. <laughs> this is clearly one of our favorite topics, yeah. but uh, thank Mine you so too. much for being with us. Where can people find you and your book and your blog and your consultancies? Like, Thank you. Away. Go to yeah, jennifermackin.com, M-A-C-K-I-N jennifermackin.com mm-hmm. and you can find all of that. You can find uh, my first chapter in the book if you want or just different things I've written about. So appreciate being a part of this today and talking with other kind of like-minded people about mm-hmm. this. We've got to get the word out. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jennifer. We, we had a blast. Thanks. This is Real Job Talk, a podcast about jobs, careers, and what's not said at the water cooler. Our website with all Real Job Talk related information is realjobtalk.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topics you'd like to talk about, and Real Job Talk stories. And you may find them featured on a future episode. Use the website or email us at realjobtalk at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at realjobtalk. And on Instagram and Facebook at Real Job Talk Show. My name is Kat Troyer. You can find me on Twitter at Daily Cat, And on LinkedIn, you can find me via Kathleen Nelson Troyer. And I'm Liz Bronson. On Twitter, I'm at Liz Beeks and Salt. And on LinkedIn, I'm Liz Bronson. Real Job Talk is a tech reckoning production. Our producer is John Mark Troyer. Our graphic artists are Lexi and Zachary Bronson. And we're here by the water cooler waiting to talk with you.